Blog Talk Radio. And I got the HD blues, and my life feels kind of rough. You might see me moving. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live is brought to you by Help for HD International and is made possible by our sponsors, the Griffin Foundation, and an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals. I'm your host, Katie Jackson, and today our guests are Dr. Andrew Fagan and Elise Kaysen. I'm so excited to do this show because our organizations have worked very close with each other for a very long time. I always say this, I've said this in many different shows, but I'm going to say it on this show because I think it's very important, that we will never have new treatment, a therapy, or a cure for Huntington's disease if we do not have clinical trials. We just won't. Uh, We have regulatory here in the U.S., of course, we have the FDA, and they will never allow a new treatment, therapy, or the cure if it doesn't show safety, tolerability, and efficacy. And the only way they do that is through clinical research. The best place out there in my mind to do this is the Huntington Study Group. They know our community, they care about our community, and they have been doing this for a very, very long time. There's no one out there like that. So there's lots of changes going on at the HSG. And I'm really excited to have new leadership of HSG on with me, on with me today, Elise and Andy. So thank you guys so much for being on the show today and talking about HSG with us. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. So let's, yeah, let's start out. Um, and uh, Dr. Fagan, why don't you start out and tell us kind of about how you got involved with HSG? Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, thanks, thanks again for inviting us on, and thanks to all your listeners for tuning in to, to hear about the Huntington Study Group. Um, yeah, I, I, when I finished my residency in neurology at the University of Rochester, I decided to stay on and do a movement disorder fellowship uh, with um, Ira, Dr. Ira Schulson. Uh, and this was back in 1992. Uh, Dr. Schulson had a long interest in Huntington's disease and quickly got me involved in taking care of patients and, and seeing patients and families with Huntington's disease. And also, just that first year of my fellowship got me involved in the Venezuela Huntington's Disease Collaborative Study. So that year I went to Venezuela and saw a lot of patients and families with Huntington's disease, and I continued to be involved with the Venezuela project for the next 10 years, actually. But um, Dr. Schulson also had a busy Huntington's disease center in Rochester, so I saw a lot of patients there and became involved in Huntington's disease care, but also in clinical research in Huntington's disease. And I was fortunate fortunate to be there at the time that the Huntington Study Group was being founded in 1993. So I was present um, during that period, and got to see how something like how you know researchers collab- can get together and collaborate on some on a on a big endeavor. Um, when I left 
uh, Rochester and took my first job in, as a movement disorder neurologist, I, it, it, my experience in my fellowship really set the tone for the rest of my career. I continued to be interested in Huntington's disease, established a Huntington's disease center myself, um, and continued to do clinical research in Huntington's disease, both as part of the Huntington study group and independently. And um, um, my, you know, I've continued to be part of the Huntington study group. It's been a big part of my career all along for the last 25 years. I've had, I've been a site investigator on many Huntington study group clinical trials. I've been involved in many aspects: medical monitor, data safety monitoring board. I, you know, I chaired the clinical research symposium as part of the Huntington study group. So, in many ways, the, um, you know, this move to becoming uh, taking on a leadership role in the HSG has been kind of a natural progression for me. And I'm just really honored that the, the my colleagues and the other members of the HSG have elected me to to take on this role as chair of the HSG. And I'm thrilled to uh, have – I really could not have a better co-chair in Elise. And um, um, we're really excited to be in this position and to talk about the HSG and to lead the work of the HSG into the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I was so excited when – I heard your name come up because we, of course, have been at Health for HD. We've had you on the show, and we we were really excited to hear that you were it. So congratulations, and we are excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, so Elise Kaysen, everyone knows Elise. She's been at this forever, and she is an amazing advocate for the HD community. Um, She is an advanced nurse practitioner, but I will let you tell your background for our listeners, Elise. Great. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for inviting us today and to everybody that's out there listening to us and to hear about um, the HSG. Um, So just a little bit about myself. I first became involved in Huntington's disease when I was working at a pharmaceutical company. Around the same time, Andy was actually here in Rochester, but we didn't know each other then. Um, (laughs) So around 1992, um, I then... um, we were working on a Huntington's disease study with um, Ira Schulfer and Carl Kiebert. Um, so around that time, I became interested in that area, and so I moved to the University of Rochester um, to work under the mentors of Ira and Carl and to help them organize and set up the Huntington's study group so that we could manage and run global multi-center HD trials. I think because of my experience in working in industry, I had a lot of the regulatory background and um, clinical trial experience to help develop the Clinical Trial Coordination Center and the HSG so that we could mobilize all the 30 clinical trials that we have run. Um, I've also served in many leadership positions for the HSG, including the executive committee, um, I've been co-chair of the Credentials Committee and co-chair of the HSG Exec, um, sorry, Educational Committee. As you mentioned, I am also a movement disorders nurse practitioner, and I see patients and families, and that was one of the things I wanted to do back to when I came back to the University of Rochester. And so Irish Olson and I formed a partnership, and we saw patients and families in clinic um, until the time we left for work. And um, currently, I am um, the director of our clinical 
initiatives at the Clinical Trials Coordination Center at the University of Rochester. And over the past 25 years, I've been involved in some capacity um, with the 30 HSG trials that we have conducted. I just want to share an experience I had um, a few years back in one study that I oversaw, which was called Pharaohs, which was an observational study where we enrolled over a thousand participants. I actually had the opportunity to meet some of the participants almost 10 years later on a speaking tour through the Midwest, and it was it was very rewarding to hear how we helped the community by getting families the care they needed and exposing them to clinical research in Pharaohs. So as Andy has mentioned, my career has been dedicated to HD, and I'm very honored to be in the role of the HSD co-chair working alongside with Andy. And I'm extremely excited to um, take the HSD with Andy in this new direction and see if we can find new and better treatments to help our patients' families. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys both kind of touched on who the HSG is, um, but can you guys kind of just tell us more in depth who HSG is and a little bit about the history of the Huntington Study Group? So, Andy, yeah, the Huntington, yeah. Okay, the Huntington Study Group is a consortium of, of clinicians and clinical researchers and nurses and care, other care providers um, from around North North America, US, U.S. and Canada, Australia and New Zealand, um, that is dedicated to uh, seeking new treatments, uh, seeking treatments that make a difference for patients with uh, patients and families with Huntington's disease. It's the it was the world's first organization that was fully dedicated to the conduct of clinical trials in, in specifically in Huntington's disease. Uh, and it's still the one organization that has conducted the most clinical trials in Huntington's disease. Um, over 30 clinical trials have been completed by the Huntington Study Group. Uh, in fact, uh, the Huntington Study Group conducted the two pivotal trials that have resulted in the only two FDA-approved drugs for Huntington's disease in the United States, Xenazine and Ostido for Korea. Um, so uh, what do we mean by conducting clinical trials? What this means is that we work with sponsors with pharmaceutical industry, biotech, government, and other sponsors to design clinical trials. And then when companies are ready to study their drugs in humans, we run the trials for them. We set up and manage the global research sites and enrollment, and we run the operations, collect the data. And most importantly, when the trials are finished, we share the data and the results uh, with the world, with all of you listening um, uh, in an open way. Um, so today, as world leaders in facilitating high-quality preclinical and scientific uh, consultation and conducting clinical research trials and studies, our goal is to bring us closer to finding more effective treatments uh, for Huntington's disease and reduce, reducing the burden, burden of Huntington's disease for families affected by the disease. Um, so at least maybe we could just touch on some of the specifics about the Huntington Study Group. Yeah, so the Huntington Study Group is a is a very global organization of professionals, and as Andy mentioned, we have um, over 100 research sites in the United States, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, and our voting membership has swelled to over 593 uh, people, which includes investigators, coordinators, scientists, and other HD clinicians. Uh, we have associate members, which are, are at about 310, 
And then we have another um, about 3,000 people who have um, indicated an interest in joining the Huntington Study Group. And all of these professionals um, have the main goal in mind of finding treatments that make a difference, providing rigorous care initiatives, trying to find ways to improve the quality and outcomes for uh, patients and families. And the way that we can do this is by bringing these together and making sure that we can share knowledge, uh, share best practices, and then develop innovative treatments. Sorry. Andy, and, and how? Oh, and, and I think you guys already said this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Elise. But how long have you guys? I know Iris Olson. You know, how long would start it, right? Iris Iris Olson was what, the first yeah. president of the HSG. Yeah, and when? And yeah, how he, long has it been? Yeah, it's been 25 years. It was it was uh, established in 1993, years. and so this year we're we're celebrating our 25th anniversary. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's incredible, and I think it was one one point as as a listener and as an HD family that I got is that the two are two drugs that we have approved for for Huntington's, and we need more. Everyone knows that that's listening, but they were conducted through the HSC. I think that's 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 huge. That's both of those have been huge news for our community, and and you guys uh, were a part of making that happen. So I think that's important. Um, what are what what are the goals of the HSG? Well, the mission, uh, as I mentioned, of the HSD, the kind of the stated mission is to seek treatments that make a difference for patients and families with Huntington's disease. Um, but I think we can kind of break that down a little bit. I mean, we have a vision to be innovative and to be an invaluable research partner to families, Huntington study group members, sponsors, and partners. And we can break that down even further. We have kind of three main parts to our vision, which is we want to work with partners. We want to uh, maintain current partnerships uh, with other HD-affiliated um, organizations, HD organizations, and build uh, collaborational models with sponsors, patients, families, HSG sites, and the advocacy community to create new opportunities for, for the development of novel therapies for Huntington's disease. Um, one example of that is that we, at the uh, annual meeting uh, in the last few years, we've um, initiated a program called an Innovators Forum, where we invite uh, people, uh, individuals, and biotech companies to uh, pr who are working on cutting-edge therapies uh, and uh, novel approaches to therapies uh, for Huntington's disease to come and speak to, to the Huntington Study Group. Uh, and through these kind of collaborations, we're hoping to really move move um, exciting therapies through to being available for patients and families. Um, yeah, maybe, Elise, I'll, I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> Thank you. So the other piece that is really exciting to um, for us right now is all the innovation that's going on. Um, we want to stay on the leading edge of the uh, the clinical trial execution. Um, we want to make sure that we include new sets of biomarkers such as imaging, CSS, just so that we understand new knowledge about Huntington's disease. And one of the trials that we are involved in is um, the SIGNAL trial, and that's a trial where there's a new innovative method of delivery. There's also a new method of design for the study. Um, we want to work with innovators to expand our ability to capture data with different types of means and technologies, including, you know, wearables, 
sensors, smartphones, um, perhaps include uh, televisions. So we want to look at ways that we can reduce the burden to patients and families for coming into every single clinical trial visit. So can we um, introduce a televisit in some of the clinical trials um, to reduce their burden and meet the needs of the community? And then um, we also are very interested in education and career development. We're interested in educating the community. We're interested in making sure that our investigators and coordinators of the HSG um, have the best training possible in order to um, provide the optimal patient care and research um, to families and also to work with our sponsors to facilitate um, the conduct of the clinical trials at all, all of our different levels. Yeah, I think actually one thing just to add to that last component. I mean, you know, we're dedicated to doing clinical trials um, for for Huntington's disease, um, but you know, you quickly when you start thinking about doing clinical trials, you realize it's not just the the investigators and the coordinators um, that need to be educated in terms of how to you know good clinical practices and standard operating procedures and how to do clinical trials but um you know we patients and families are also our our colleagues and working on these trials they're really spending their time and effort on these trials and we education of of everyone is part of doing clinical trials so it's really a key part of what we do so yeah absolutely yeah um so let's talk about the HSG's accomplishments well, as mentioned uh, earlier, the Huntington Study Group has conducted more than 30 clinical trials for Huntington's disease since its founding. Um, and in addition to the clinical trials, we've also done uh, landmark observational studies, um, such as the FARO study, which Elise mentioned earlier, which enrolled over 1,000 participants, and PREDICT, which, uh, PREDICT trial, which also enrolled over 1,000 participants, uh, and, and cohort, cohort uh, which is another longitudinal, longitudinal observations, observational study that enrolled 6,000 participants and is now known as Enroll in, in HD uh, and is run by CHDI. Um, so the HSG was, you know, uh, um, kind of initiated these observational studies with the understanding that we needed to understand how Huntington's disease changes over time in order to better uh, design clinical trials for Huntington's disease. Uh, another major accomplishment early on that that I was, um, ha uh, you know, proud to say I was par a part of, a little part of, was the development of the Unified Huntington's Disease Rating Scale. Uh, that was developed early on. It was understood that we needed to have a uh, a measure of Huntington's disease severity that could be reliable and 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 was a valid measure of of Huntington's disease that we could use in clinical trials. So there was the development of the UHDRS, which is now widely used as kind of the main outcome measure in clinical trials. Um, and, and we also mentioned that the HSG was involved in the two pivotal trials that led to the first two approved FDA-approved uh, treatments for Korea and Huntington's disease. 
Um, I think, you know, other other uh, areas of accomplishment is that we've developed centers, HD centers that are standing ready to do multi-center clinical trials. So for 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 if, if a sponsor out there has a novel therapy that looks very promising for Huntington's disease, uh, we stand ready to work with them and to have, um, mm-hmm. you know, highly trained and highly qualified investigators and coordinators ready to go with with a population of, of patients uh, ready to participate. So that's a major, a major advantage. And then, you know, not to, as I already emphasized, the importance of education. That's uh, we've developed these educational programs. Uh, I guess I'll specifically mention one uh, educational program that we developed called CME 4HD, uh, which is. Uh, uh, intended to educate all providers, doctors, nurses, therapists, and social workers. Um, and um, over 400 people have signed up and to earn, earn um, uh, cre- uh, educational credits uh, and improve the care for patients and families through this educational um, mechanism. That's fantastic. Yes, we need, we need ca- uh, better education for our care for the for the patients that aren't able to go to centers of excellence and aren't able, you know, to be to have something like that is is incredibly important. And I remember when you guys first uh, pushed out a series of, of videos, and we were able to promote them across the, our networks to our community. Um, and it had some of our our greatest experts on there. We saw Mary Edmondson, we saw Lavon Goodman, we saw, you know, the Dr. Wheelock. These amazing these um these amazing experts talking, um, and it was on the website, and it was very, it also was good for our community to sit and understand, right? They talked about a lot of stuff that um, I think that we talk about as a community, but on a professional level. So those series of videos that are available um, on your website are so fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, Elise, do you want to add anything? Are you there with us? I'm here. No, I think we covered everything very well. Yeah. So what are some new and upcoming things coming out of the HSG in the next year? Elise, do you want to start start this one? (laughs) This one off. I went on too long on the previous one, I think. So Andy and I took office on May 1st, and we hit the ground running, literally. Um, we've been very busy. Uh, Sherry Canal, the executive director, has kept us busy. Um, we're in the process right now of revamping some of the committees, and one of the um, ones that we're revamping or um, bringing forth is called the Research Advisory Board, and we're forming um, a board with experts in the area of biomarkers, innovation, protocol development, um, people that are well-trained in objective measures and and imaging. And so this board um, is going to be able to advise and guide sponsors with their program development so that they can proceed with the knowledge from experts um, to design a quality program. And this will be, uh, we'll be bringing in people from um, scientists, we will be bringing our investigators, our HSD investigators, and bringing in our coordinators because they are the four of who does a lot of the work from a day-to-day experience. Um, so that's one of the big things we're working on now. And then we are also very busy partnering with several well-known and up-and-coming companies to initiate clinical trials for our patients and families in 2018. 
And we're also looking at um, new and different ways to implement methods of drug delivery, um, strategic study designs, and again, the trying to bring in these innovative wearable sensors, smartphones, so that we can collect data in a different way and see how that correlates with in-person assessments. Um, we're also, as I mentioned before, looking at trying to implement televisits within the study visits so that we can decrease some of the travel and burden. And then we're looking to develop new that can help us capture events that make personal to people in their everyday lives. So with all of these activities, the, the thing that may, is the most important, we want to make sure that there's widespread sharing of all these different assessment tools in our trial methods um, with not only our current investigators, but with commercial entities around the world. And then making sure that sharing this information and working in partnership with the HD community, um, that we can find treatments that faster and quicker because every day counts. And so, yeah, um, yeah. important for us at this time. The other thing we're working yeah. on is working on accelerating clinical studies by working with our sites to figure out better ways recruit and enroll participants um, that we can, um, that the HD community us and help themselves to bring people studies, maybe for uh, also more focus groups. We have a focus group of HD patients and families that we utilize to help okay. us design some of our trials. So it's, a, it's been a busy time and there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and it, you know, that's really cool listening to you, Elise, because, you know, I think that that's important that a lot of these, like, sponsors, and I'm speaking from an outsider looking in, but don't really, they're not really familiar with HD families. I go and I speak to them, right, about Huntington's when they're starting to, you know, initiate these trials or starting to think about it. And a lot of them have never even seen a patient with HD, right? They have got this great promising therapy or treatment, but they actually have never even been around someone with Huntington's. So it's really, it's really amazing that they ask us to come in and help them learn about HD. But when doing a clinical trial, you know, we always say that uh, my, my family's been involved in seven clinical trials since Huntington's entered our life and my husband's been in them and my children have been in them. And, um, and the one thing is, is it is so it is hard as an HD family going to these clinical trials. So sometimes, so thinking about ways with telemedicine and phone appointments, and all this, this is kind of the beauty that HS3 brings to the to the table, right? Knowing families and and helping people really understand how to get clinical trials filled and retained, so we can have therapies and treatments. So um, it's really neat to hear about these using new age technology to help us, you know. Um, expedite clinical trials, so um, or yeah. at least make them less of a burden, right, on families. Yeah, and, and That's exciting. you know, I think some of this earlier, um, bringing drugs to market is a shared responsibility. Um, we, we maybe can provide the infrastructure, but we need the participants, and without the participants, we can't have trials. So right. It's, Absolutely. It's a good yeah, and as I think as Elise was saying, we we've really tried, we've really made an effort, and will continue to make a, a, an effort to involve um, HD patients, families, and the community in our 
um, in our plans for uh, uh, future clinical trials and in our annual meetings, actually, we we always have uh, a, a, a place for 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 that, and and it's an important input into all of our uh, planning for clinical trials. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are kind of touching on this. So um, why is it important for families, for our community, to work with the HSG? Well, I think as Elise was just saying that. Uh, it's all well and good to say we have all these exciting therapies out there and we want to do all these trials, but we can't do the trials unless patients um, step up and participate in these trials. We, that's the way drugs uh, and any kind of treatment uh, gets approved, um, and the way we can show benefit and show safety and tolerability is if people participate in these trials. And so uh, we need the partic- participation of, of patients and families, and we are eager to pr- to partner with patients and families to do these trials, um, and um, I think the the the, um, the greater the faster we can do these trials, the faster we can enroll patients, the more likely we are to draw additional sponsors with interesting and novel therapies into our world and to attract them to the world of doing clinical trials for Huntington's disease. Yeah. So we have to, we, you know, it kind of goes back to us. We, us, it takes a, it takes a village. It takes us all coming together um, to find new treatments and therapies for HD. Um, yeah, I think so that's right. So one of my right. favorite, yeah, one of my favorite uh, times of years is year is the HSG annual meeting. I've been going for years, and um, Help for HD is is gone the last two or three years and and been a part of it. I've gone. By myself uh, years prior to that and the cool thing about the meeting is that as a community member and a family member you walk around the meeting and you see these amazing scientists and experts all coming together and interacting and working together and um, it's really neat to see I mean a lot of these people probably talk over the phone they live across the nation or across the world from each other right and this is HSG provides a place for everyone to come together um, and, and meet face-to-face. So talk to us a little bit um, about the annual meeting, and then I'd also like to talk about HD Family Education Day as well. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for saying – oh, go ahead. Sorry, Elise. No, uh, go ahead, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to thank you for um, say, saying that and saying those kind words about the um, annual meeting, because I feel the same way. Um, th- this year's annual meeting will be uh, November 8th to 10th in Houston, uh, Texas, uh, and the theme is Unlocking HD. Um, and it's a special meeting this year because, as we mentioned earlier in the show, that it's our 25th anniversary, so we'll be celebrating that um, uh, at the at the meeting. Um We'll be doing the Innovators Forum again, like we've done in past years, um, bringing in people people uh, who are often are usually representatives of biotech and uh, pharma, uh, talking about novel therapies they have and where they stand in the development uh, for uh, for Huntington's disease, uh, and uh, hearing about new compounds and potential treatments. Um, 
And then, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the whole uh, idea of networking and interacting, engaging with with everybody around from from people from around the world who are interested in Huntington's disease. I mean, much of that does go on uh, year round, but it's great to get everybody together in one place uh, at least one time a year to 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 sit down and kind of talk and think about new ideas, and uh, it's very stimulating. Uh, there will also be the uh, 12th Annual Clinical Research Symposium, which has now been uh, named the Peter Como Symposium, in which we'll hear lectures about valuable findings and information um, for, uh, uh, related to Huntington's disease and with a poster session, plat platform presentations as well. Um, I'll just mention that the HSG does uh, rely on donations and sponsorship to make the meeting possible. And just uh, just to mention, if there are people out there lis listening or interested in supporting, supporting or sponsoring the HSG 2018 meeting, um, there are exhibitor opportunities um, and um, the and other other opportunities at the meeting, and you can learn about this. Um, uh, by going to the, uh, to or emailing the HSG at info at hsglimited.org or calling 1-800-487-7671. Um, and then, you know, we also mentioned the CME 4HD healthcare provider training, and that will be um, available. And then, as you mentioned, the HD Family Education Day. Maybe I'll ask Elise to talk about that a little bit. Yes, yeah, so this um, course has been held now for almost four years, I believe, and um, this is for healthcare providers, primary care physicians, nursing home physicians, allied um, healthcare professionals, and members of the pharmaceutical industry, and anybody else who might be interested in learning about hunting, more about Huntington's disease. And it's um, a half a day learning session on how to care about how to care with people, care for people with Huntington's disease. This and is uh, you're talking. Just to interrupt to clarify, you're talking about CME 4HD. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> that, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the yeah. other piece that we also offer is a full day session of the HD Family Education Day, and this is um, a day long program. It's put together by a planning team of local family members and um, the HSG family focus group and local providers. And it's an opportunity, again, to share the state of HD science and clinical trials, to talk about healthcare tips and tools for patients and caregivers. And, it's, again, it's an opportunity to talk with experts in the field who are there to answer questions. And um, this has been a very successful program over the past um, five to six years, um, and expected yeah. to be again this coming year. Yeah, Elise, do you, do you guys have anything yet on the program that we could talk about with our listeners, or has that not been really released yet? As far as is there any speakers that are on the on the agenda, or is that something that's still being all planned out? I know it's not till I know we have a long time because it's not till November, <laughs> but I was just curious. Well, this is, the planning for this does take quite a bit of time. We start at the last meeting yeah. and start working forward. We're just right now in the um, process of um, nailing down all of our speakers and topics, but uh, I think it's going to yeah. be an exciting education session during the HSG and during the HD Family Education Day. So stay tuned for stay tuned for 
um, future information. It will be coming out um, shortly, and um, we'll, we'll let us know when there's more information. Yeah, I think that last year it was so cool, the topics that were, that were talked about, because there were talk, topics talked about that our community talks about all the time that a lot of places won't touch. So HSC brought those to the table for a family day. So I was, we were all really impressed, and of course we all got to see Charles Sabine, and um, so it was. It, it's always really cool. You know, you get to see Ed Wild, you get to see Charles Sabine. We got to see you know all these amazing doctors. You, Dr. Andy Fagan will be there. Um, we got to see you know um, all these just great people. So and then we're going back to the CME real quick. Um, so HD, I know that there, that a lot of um, of our HD experts are involved in the CME, um, HD CME. So I, I've kind of glanced over it. So it's like Dr. Wheelock, I know, is a part of it. Dr. Um, uh, Vanderbilt. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? I this was with him. Well, you can tell it's been a long Dr. day. Huh? Dr. Clausen, of course. Dr. Clausen. Dan Clausen. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Clausen. So Martha Nance. Yeah. These are like huge names, and and they are out there teaching about HD um, to people because we want them to learn from people that have been working with HD for many many years, like Dr. Andy Fagan and like Elise. Um, we want people that have known it and lived it side by side with us for a long time, as far as in the clinical setting. Um, yeah, so I think thank you guys so much. And real quick, Elise, before we we jump off here. Uh, jump off the show and we wrap up. Um, how you know you guys have the signal trial going on? You guys have so much going on. People may want to contact to talk about the signal trial or to um, or to talk about HSG in general. So how do they get a hold of you? So in order to get a hold of um, there you can go on the website www.huntingtonstudygroup.org. And um, on the website, it has a portion where you can contact us and ask for more information, or you can look at the website. There's a lot of information about um, the Huntington Study Group. There's information about our clinical um, trials. There's information about how you can learn about signals and all participating sites. So I would encourage people to um, log on and take a look and um, please contact us if you have any questions. We're happy to help you and help you answer anything that you need to know. Yeah. yeah, and thank you for bringing up Signal because we are in a phase where we're trying to uh, – we're recruiting a new round of – of subjects, and so anybody out there that might be interested in participating can go to the sites uh, that Elise just mentioned and learn about where you could potentially participate. So, yeah, I'll put a shameless yeah. plug in there for the signal <laughs> signal trial. Oh no, absolutely no, and it's so it's so funny you say that because it's just starting to pop up on um, on social media. You know, social media could be great or it could be, you know, but it's kind of neat because we're seeing people starting to say, "Oh, I'm going to signal trial," and and people are promoting it, and people are asking questions to community members. Oh, you're part of that trial. Where are where do you live? Uh, what's going on? So it's really nice. You know, I think that's important for our listeners to know. Yeah, we can. We, you guys can look on social media and, and hear about these patients and their experiences because they're talking about it, and that's fantastic. But if you want information on specifics or where clinical trial sites are and all that stuff, it's best to contact the HSG and um, have them lead you and help you through the process um, if you want to be involved in any clinical studies going on um, there. Give them a, a signal or anything else. Give them a call, um, and, and they will tell you 
the correct information. We don't always give each other the correct information. We try, but um, agencies <laughs> will will make sure that you are led in the right direction. Yeah, and um, just to add to these points about the signal trial, we did add some additional new sites. So there are more sites up there to take a look at to see if you live near one of those centers. And please contact one of our coordinators, and they can answer more questions about the trial. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's exciting stuff. Exciting stuff going on. Um, thank you both so much for being on the show with us today. We are really excited to watch the HSG, and we are all so excited that you guys are our, our new leadership over at HSG. Um, you know, we've had Ira Schulson and Ray Dorsey and these great people, and so to see that we have two amazing people like you two taking it over, that's exciting for us. So um, more to come, and we will look forward to I would love to have one of you guys back on the show or someone as we get closer to the annual meeting to kind of talk about what is going on with that for sure uh, for the community and um, especially for the community that lives in Houston. So hopefully everyone is, is able to come out and, and experience it. Yes, yes. Well, thank you guys well, so much. Well, thank you for, so much for, for having on. us. It, you know, yeah. It was our pleasure, and thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank Just you. a couple announcements real quick. Yeah, thank you, Elise. Just a couple announcements and updates for you guys. Um, tomorrow uh, in Sacramento, California, we are premiering The Warriors, our documentary. I know that uh, we've had lots of radio shows and talk about this, this documentary. It is now available. We launched it uh, for the public for HD Awareness Month, and we are premiering it tomorrow. All proceeds from that go to UC Davis to the lab um, that's working on HD research right now. So any money made, I hope HD does not take a dime. It all goes straight to research. So um, come out and join us. Um, we are still offering free awareness packages for our community for the month of May. Just go to our website, www.help4hd.org. Go on, fill it out. You get a really cool window decal for your car that talks about symptoms of Huntington's disease that you can put on your car. So if you have your patient or loved one in the car with you and there's a car accident or a first responder or even a, just a person in the general public walk up to the car, they'll know that someone's in there that may need more assistance. Um, and it gives a lot of facts, uh, really good facts about HD on those window decals, and it comes with a lot of other stuff, communication boards, um, and all that for your for your family and loved ones. That's completely free. Just call us, and we will get it in the mail for you. The Warriors is available for purchase. All purchases from the film go to research. You can download it. You can uh, rent it online, or you can um, contact us through the website, and we will send you an actual physical copy of the movie. It's uh, fantastic. It's emotional, and we gave the children a voice. We need more JHD awareness, as we all know, and the Warriors did just that. We ended up winning 19 film festivals across the country, so we are excited um, to be uh, in partnership with We Have a Face side-by-side side to make that happen. So tune in next week for an overview of all that Health for HD did for the month of May for awareness. We had proclamations. We had bridges lit up. We, um, we launched all this awareness stuff. So we will do an overview of that. So until then, same time, same place, 1 o'clock next Wednesday, come and join us on the show. Um, until next week, everyone, please have a safe night. Thanks, guys. Are we done? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.